Hello, welcome to the Crypto with Cash cast episode number 13. I'm your host. My name is Duncan Morland and I'm joined by our resident crypto expert, Kashaya Abassi. Hello, Cash. Hey, how are you doing? You right? Yeah, I'm okay. Before I ask you how you are, um, we've just got to let people know. Actually, no, go on then. How are you? You okay? You know what? I'm, I'm okay, thank you. Um, okay. Yeah, now that's it. That's all you're getting. Just that that five seconds, because (laughs) on March the 3rd, we're holding another one of uh, your world renowned crypto workshops where people can join you to find out how your cryptocurrency, uh, crypto cash strategy works. And also I hear on the grapevine, you're going to be sharing a different cryptocurrency with people for free. Is this true? That is absolutely true. Yes, that's good. And so, so previously you'd shared a, uh, I think we just said sushi, uh, yeah. sushi swap with people. But this time round on March the third, you're going to be sharing a different um, crypto with cash portfolio coin and walking people through the strategy with yeah. this coin. Can you give that's a? Can you? And if, oh, by the way, if people want to join the workshop, there'll be a link below this uh, podcast um, on YouTube or the other platforms. But can you give people a sneak? peek at what this coin is um it's an interesting one because i feel like it's under the radar at the moment there's been a lot of similar projects that have done very very well these past few years uh, you know a year and a half or so this is a project that's under the radar i would say and i feel like once the market picks back up um i do see this project doing very well um yeah especially in the long term as well yeah, I think it's got a really strong like. Re, I've been rereading your narrative, like as we get uh, the your write up for it, um, as yeah. we've been getting ready for the event, and uh, I think it's got a really, really strong narrative. Like, it's it's, it's uh, very unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we've probably said too much already. Um, so I feel like we need to have a thirty second obligatory conversation about the wind. Yeah, let's do that. Is it is it windy in London? It's very windy. Uh, I actually went out earlier to get some food uh, Did you, as I was you, driving. Yeah, as I was driving. It was crazy. Like I don't know why these are still around, but two dried up Christmas trees like slid across the road as I was driving. <laughs> and then after on, on my way back, there was a tree that was completely uprooted. Half of was half of it was already in the road, and cars had to like swerve around it. So lots um, of tree-based mayhem going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the videos of what the O2 looks like at the moment. Yeah, I saw some pictures. Yeah, like the roof's been torn off. And there was also a, a chapel or church in Somerset. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, exciting stuff in the in Britain. Well, yeah, hopefully not, most people are okay. Um, here in Devon, it's been pretty windy. I went for a walk along the beach and it was more windy than usual yeah they don't have sandy beaches (laughs) yeah yeah but there's kind of like a footpath so yeah okay i didn't have to eat any sand it wasn't too bad where where you were no not too bad yeah no i didn't see any so no bins flying around maybe my shoe i've got some walking boots at the front of the house and they were not upright anymore that's probably the most chaos that's crazy (laughs) Right, so crypto stuff. What crypto stuff yeah. are we talking about today? I'll just give, do a quick bullet point list. Uh, we're going to talk about your helium crypto miner, which you yeah. recently received. 
we're going to talk about the different options for shorting the crypto market, which was a request from uh, BetChat's Beck. And we're going to talk about crypto volatility, which might involve talking about Russia and Ukraine. And then I wanted to, if we've got time, I wanted to uh, ask you about seed phrases and the nightmare yeah. of being responsible for your own money. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're helium miner. Can yeah. you just explain what this is for anyone that doesn't know? Yeah, so essentially helium is uh, a network owned by people for people. So instead of, you know, these large corporations providing internet, what you can do is set up these hotspot devices within your home and then share data with everyone else in your area. And in doing so, you get paid in the native currency of helium, which is HNT. So the uh, this project has actually gone very viral and the devices that are used to mine these, you know, the hotspot devices, um, if you look at the website, thousands and thousands are getting added per day. Mm. I think there's over half a million, maybe even closer to a million now of these hotspots set up all across the globe. Um, when I ordered mine, when I went to order, actually, it was sold out everywhere. So I ended up buying it from a reseller online. Still took over a month and a half to get here. And I had to pay maybe twice the price um, that it actually was meant to be. So what, what does um, it look like? It's just so people know it's, it's like a physical box. Imagine your router sort of thing. Right, okay. router, same sort of shape. And it's, it comes with uh, an, an antenna that you can, you know, um, place near your window or somewhere high up you can also upgrade the antenna to reach further further out that way you're more likely to earn like like uh, more agency because you'll be connecting to more out you know uh, hotspots around you but yeah um it's been going well the good thing about it is that as opposed to bitcoin mining for example it doesn't require any source setup you literally just plug it in and it does the rest for you um, it's very quiet. It, it, I mean, it makes no noise whatsoever, and it doesn't really require any maintenance. So you just leave it there. You can leave it in your an unused room, for example. And where have you Where have you room. put yours on the roof? I've put or... mine close to a window. Okay. And I've tried to put the antenna as high as possible. That way, you're more likely to reach other people. Um, it's been going all, all right. If yeah, I how much you have now, you? How much I've made? Uh, have you got an app? On... Have you got an app on your phone that tells you that? Then? Yeah, so it tells you, you can track your wallet and it tells you exactly. So it's not um, too much, but like, for example, in, in the past eight hours, I've made 16 pence, which is not too bad. Um, yeah, it's, and you, it's passive. So like, exactly. How many, how much a day do you reckon you would get? Roughly? Um, it really depends. It, it's difficult to say some days it could be like 10 P. So other days it could be 30 P, 40 P. It really depends. Yeah. Um, the area that I'm in, there are quite a few other hotspot miners, uh, hotspots, and the more there are, the less you're likely you are to make sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so if you find an area, if you go on the Helium Explorer page and then enter your area and your postcode, you can find out how many others there are in your area. And if there's, so basically it needs to be more than 300 meters away from other um, hotspots. Um, where I live, there's quite a few within 300 meters, which is quite surprising. But in areas where you're further away, you can earn a lot more. Some people I've seen, um, it's all public. Some people are making $300, $400 a month from this. Yeah. So so now you know all the crypto fanatics 
where all the crypto fanatics yeah. live in your neighborhood. Yeah, when you look at yeah. the map, you're yeah. like, oh, they've got crypto helium yeah. miner. <laughs> um that's really cool so what what made you sort of get involved with it did you just want to try it out yeah that was my my biggest sort of thing um idea behind it i just wanted to try it out it was very interesting to me how because i've heard you know with bitcoin mining is quite loud um, it's very you need like pretty good computers to maintain the whole system with this you just plug it in mm. that's it so yeah it was just interesting for me yeah, I did. I think we might. Have, I might have mentioned this before, but I did do some crypto mining on my uh, like gaming computer, like yeah. last year or the year before. Um, and yeah, I made like four pounds in like it was like forty eight hours or three days or something. Yeah. Eventually, I turned it off because it was annoying having it on all the time, and that was four yeah, pounds without taking four. energy, um, electricity into account as well yeah that's um, good but it was well. yeah it was fun to like try it and see see how it works and stuff that's, that's yeah. another thing so these barely use any um electricity at all right okay that's good so all you need is just it's just got lights on it and the rest all it does is actually download data so if you've got um internet unlimited internet at home then you won't, you won't be paying any more for for having it on there yeah so is it still worthwhile people getting into it i guess I guess it depends on it where depends they live. It depends on the area, really. But you can check that. You can, you can check, check that, that before, by going on the yeah. Helium Explorer website. You just enter your postcode and it shows you how many people are, how many other people in your area um, have one. Um, then you can actually order it by the earnings. So if you select your area, you can look around you to see where you're more likely to earn more money. So if you have friends and family, for example, and their area shows to be uh, best earning um region you could essentially ask to put yeah. your passport there sort of thing start like a helium mining mafia just like Which get some people actually have you know yeah i remember see i remember when i was looking at it like yeah there's a, there's clearly places where people just kind of um like in the middle of nowhere and there would be like 20 or whatever yeah. you know and they've clearly like gone all out and uh but yeah it's really interesting people can have a look on the map so i guess if you just type in helium Crypto we can mining. Provide a link, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can put a link underneath the podcast. Um, okay, that's cool. So, the question we had from also, I just wanted to point out, like, you, to me, your audio is slightly robotic. I don't know if that's. Uh, it might be okay in the final kind of recording thing, but just in case. Uh, not that we can do anything about it now, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Beck, um, Beck, who works for BetChat who run uh, the Crypto Cash service, publish it. Um, she wanted to know, can, well, first of all, can you short crypto markets? So can you bet on them going down? Can you bet on cryptos going down in value and make money when they do? And if you can, yeah. like, what, what, what options are there? Yeah, so there are derivative platforms out there. But it's an interesting question because... Um, they're different platforms have different rules. So FTX, for example, they don't allow UK users to use their derivative products, um, which would allow you know users to short the market. So, for example, if Bitcoin's at sixty thousand and you think it's going to thirty thousand, you could short the market and make money as the the market goes down. Um, Binance, it's it's a tricky one because some users are reporting that Binance has said, okay, since you're a UK user. Um, 
you know, we can't allow you to use derivative products anymore. Other users are, you know, able to continue using the service. Um, I'm not sure whether it's a case of them catching up later or maybe they've just fallen through the gap sort of thing and maybe later on they'll be told the same message. Um, but there are platforms out there that offer this service. The thing is, with with shorting the market or even longing, which is, you know, if you think Bitcoin is going from 30K to 40K, 50K and higher, you could also long the market using leverage. But the risk with leverage is that, you know, the crypto market is already volatile as, as it is. Mm. And by using leverage, there is a risk of liquidation. So if the market goes against you and you've used you know, high leverage, then you can get liquidated and actually lose your money. Whereas if you're just buying through the spot markets, which is what we do at Crypto with Cash, we just use the spot markets, we just buy the assets directly. Um, there's no risk of liquidation. Because so yeah, the value may go up and down, there is no risk of you losing all of your holdings. Yeah, because leverage basically amplifies the profits on one side, but then amplifies the losses on the other side. So it can wipe exactly. you out. Um, do you think it's worth trying to short markets, uh, short the crypto markets? Do you think it's like, um, have you seen it? Do you know anyone that's had success with it or anything like that? You know, like if you look at online uh, statistics, I think, for example, platforms like eToro, they say something around 70, 80% of users who use leverage lose money. Yeah, it's and on their, it's on the their website, actually, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, there's only a small percentage who actually are profitable or and the rest just break even sort of thing um, what some people do is they have a long-term portfolio they have a shorter term um, trading portfolio and they have like a, a even smaller portfolio for you know derivative mm. trading with leverage uh, but again this is money that if you are going to use leverage I would highly you know remind you that there is a risk of liquidation so just be very careful yeah because you, you're basically you're also basically saying that you can a time the market and b predict like you know when and where it's going to be i guess yeah um rather than doing what you do with crypto the cash is like find yeah. crypto projects with really good fundamentals and like you know they're solving a problem and like the team's in check and everything else and then invest you know with the expectation that they'll go up over the medium to long term yeah um Okay, so there are options if Beck wants to go crazy and start gambling all their money away. So I hope that uh, hope that answers your question, Beck. Um, so we've got on the list, I've got volatility uh, volatility written down. Yeah. Um, obviously, the crypto markets are still in a downtrend. They've they've gone up a bit in the last week or so, I think, yeah. um, from where they were. Nobody really knows if they've hit their low or not yet. Although you shared an interesting tweet um, yeah. from, who was that from? Zusu, the uh, CEO of Three Hours Capital. They have um, over $10 billion of assets under management in, in crypto. They're a crypto native, you know, trading slash VC firm. They they invest heavily in, into different ecosystems. I think Zusu um, is one of the most successful traders in crypto alongside, you know, Sam Bankman, Freed and others that we've discussed before. So they, Suzu uh, recently tweeted that a lot of the signals that he uses to uh, determine whether the market has bottomed out, 90% have already gone off, have already been triggered. 
Um, of course, the markets may go down lower, but he's saying that this is the region where he's predicting that the market has bottomed out or may go lower and bottom out. Um, he did mention that there will be some volatility, uh, of course, due to the uh, Russia and Ukraine crisis. I mean, it's not just crypto that's been affected recently. Uh, you know, even the S&P 500 is down. Uh, PayPal is down. Facebook is down. Mm. Um, their, their charts look abysmal. Yeah, you said some is, charts is, in the it's, chat. It's, it's rare to see charts looking like that, you know, in the stock market. You would expect that to um, in the crypto market because they're so much more volatile, but not in the stock market. Um, yeah, Facebook and Netflix charts you shared, uh, it's just like a sheer drop on their, yeah. on their price charts. PayPal as well. Right, okay, yeah. I think so, PayPal's raised two years of gains within two weeks, something crazy. So can you just talk about, like, the why is it when big geopolitical kind of events like potential war in Europe when these things happen why do people like how do the markets react and I guess it, it's not the markets don't react in the same way every time but from yeah. what you're with what is your understanding of what's been happening over the last it's few months just ago? generally speaking it's just the idea that if there is an outbreak of war then resources will become like you know um trading routes um supply uh, routes and these can, uh, can become affected. And essentially when there is a potential for war, then the market turns risk off because they're like, okay, we don't know what's gonna happen. Let's take our money off and see what the market decides to do. And then we can reinvest. So a lot of people just sell their stocks um, and go back into fiat currencies, such as the dollar. Um, and then they're like, okay, let's see what the market does. And then they can reinvest later. But what happens was when there is an outbreak of war, then it's likely that a lot of these stocks will go lower and crypto as well. Um, so we'll just have to see, we, we, you know, no one knows how long it's going to take for this whole, you know, crisis is averted or is avoided or whether it actually does happen. We'll just have to see and um, just follow as closely as we can. Yeah. And I just, yeah. So I guess it's like the more uncertainty there is in the world the more risk averse people become with investments exactly. maybe yeah and I, I we are just talking about what's happening in russia and ukraine from a, a money point of view because you know we're talking about crypto and stuff so yeah i just wanted to point that out like um obviously i hope war doesn't break out <laughs> um, of course yeah, you know, that goes saying. yeah like so just thought i don't know it's easy just to talk about money all the time it's just interesting it? because just following the news so far, it feels like Western media is trying to, um, uh, you know, they've repeatedly said, oh, Russia's about to invade. I think the US has said repeatedly that, oh, by 1 p.m. tomorrow, they're going to invade. And mm -hmm. every time the day comes, nothing happens. Um, the Ukraine has said Western media seems to be, you know, exaggerating claims of this, this possible invasion. Um, but we'll have to see. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. There's there's a lot of misinformation. I'm, I'm seeing videos being posted on social media from different unrelated conflicts, and they're claiming it to be, uh, you know, from Russia or from Ukraine. So, um, yeah, I think that's just that's just uh, an issue that social media has at the moment. You know, there's so much fake news and um, mm -hmm. just inform. It's difficult to get accurate information these days uh, yeah no i agree i think some of the most interesting stuff i've heard is 
people in Ukraine like ringing up radio shows and talking about like how they see it, you know, how they see yeah. the media coverage, how they see, um, you know, what's going on with with the troops, with uh, Russia's troops on the border and stuff. And obviously, like, lo there's loads of different uh, opinions there as well and loads of different perspectives from Ukrainian people. But, like, I do think a Ukrainian person has a much better understanding than I will <laughs> about this. Yeah, so, yeah, it's course, like, interesting to hear that. Um, okay. So we've done helium, crypto mining, YOLOing, uh yellowing the falling crypto market um we've solved the war potential war in ukraine and russia and then i wanted to just talk to you and this maybe we extend this into a different uh crypto, crypto with cash cast episode i just want to talk to you about managing crypto wallets and managing seed phrases and the reason i want to talk about this is because I I'm not good at managing this stuff I guess. Like if, I mean most people listening to this will understand I think what a crypto wallet is but just for those that don't. I mean you can buy cryptocurrency on a public exchange and you can just leave it sitting there. But then it's kind of at risk of being hacked. You know if the, if the, if there's something happens to the exchange you know you you just have to hope that they reimburse you. So if you have any kind of amount of cryptocurrency, you're supposed to transfer it into a crypto wallet, and which is much more secure. And generally, they're secured with a long, like different things, but a long seed phrase, which you remember. And basically, anybody who has access to this seed phrase can access the wallet funds. So you, you note down the seed phrase. Ideally, you probably don't put it on anything digital like a computer and you just hide it away somewhere. But then you are also like wholly responsible for your funds in this wallet. And if you lose that seed phrase, you don't have access to the funds anymore. And I think like people would have seen headlines of people forgetting seed phrases and like losing millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency and things like that. Yeah. So to me, to me, this is like, this is an issue I have, like when I think about putting more money into the crypto space. Like, it's like, am I going to be able to manage the security properly? Will I lose my seed phrases? Like, um, and also, I think it's a barrier to entry for the average person because I, do, I don't think the average person wants to be wholly responsible for all of their money, like one mistake and they've lost their life savings kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, like, what are your thoughts about this and what can people do to sort of... Um, steps they can take or things they can do to sort of make it less stressful maybe or make but equally keep things as secure um i definitely agree with you that it is in a way a barrier for newcomers into crypto because there is a technical side of crypto when it comes to wallets and things of that nature when when you are setting up a wallet it may seem quite technical uh you know the idea that you have to jot down this seed phrase and it's solely up to you to keep it safe you cannot rely on you know a company or like a bank as you would usually to take care of your mm -hmm. funds um i mean there are there are i would say some alternatives of that is to use a hardware wallet because a hardware wallet they it stores the private keys in the device um, and you simply have to physically approve the transaction when you're making a transaction when you're buying you know sending from the wallet um, an alternative 
to that is when you are setting up the wallet, uh, what a lot of people tend to do is uh, they copy down the seed phrase because you know they're setting up on a computer or their phone, they copy down the seed phrase into a document and save it on their computer or they mm -hmm. you know keep it in their note, notes folder. Um, that's a very big risk uh, because if your computer was to get hacked, there's software out there that automatically recognizes which documents have you know seed phrases um, or you know private keys. Mm -hmm. So if you know you're creating essentially a single point of you know of uh, error in a sense that if you keep all your private keys in a document like that on your on your PC then as soon as a virus or a malware comes onto your system, they can track exactly where it is, even if you've hidden it. Um, so you have to be very careful. What you can do is when you do create these wallets, just make a note of the seed phrases on a piece of paper and keep that paper safe. There are now wallets out there which are essentially act as two metal plates. So you, mm. what they essentially do is you write down your um, you know, private keys or seed phrases you put on the piece of paper and you cover it with two metal plates. The reason is two metal plates is that in case there is a fire, for example, it protects the paper inside. Um, of course, you don't have to use the paper, um, you know, the metal plates. You mm. can simply just write it on a piece of paper and keep that safe. Um, but I, I totally understand how it might it may be a barrier to entry for newcomers. Yeah, I think the the weird thing is, and I don't know if I've said this in the past, is you know, for a decentralized technology where there's not one point of failure, this is a massive single point of failure. And I guess you can sort of hide the seed phrase in multiple places, you know, make copies of it. And like you said, there's you know, there's metal wallets that encase paper, and there's also I've seen like almost like metal uh, plaques, and you kind of almost scratch in the seed yeah. phrase or scratch in like a like a code that lets you untangle the seed phrase, you know, so somebody yeah. who doesn't, like doesn't know the, sort of thing. Yeah, which is just another layer of another layer of security. But to me, it's like another layer of like, oh, God, now I've got to remember, I've got to remember the code for the code kind of thing. Yeah. Like, um, there is there isn't I've brought, definitely brought this up in the past, like s social wallets, like there's one called Argent and Loopring yeah. is also one. Loopring also has uh, a social wallet where rather than remember, remembering a seed phrase, you you, sele you select guardians, which could be like friends or institutions or even yeah. a hardware wallet. And you and if you're doing like big transactions that uh, more than half of those guardians would have to say, yes, it's OK to make this transaction. So it's securing securing things in a more decentralized way i guess like giving you a bit more yeah. choice like distributing the kind of security of it the only problem with those is that they're on ethereum so to even and the gas fees the transaction fees on ethereum are so high at the moment that even to create one of these guardian wallets you have to pay like a hundred dollars so like i don't know 80 pounds or yeah. something just to create the wallet and then uh Same they're not available on yeah, and then and they're not available on any of the cheaper networks at the moment. I keep I keep searching regularly, like anyone making a social wallet on like Polygon or one of the other things, but no, not yet. I don't know. So I guess yeah. it's just a case of like just dealing with with the reality of it at the moment. Like you have to store these long phrases. Yeah, and... I think there's a side of crypto where you have to take responsibility for your own mm. funds. Um, you know, a lot of people 
they do take pictures and store it on their computer. Even people who have millions of dollars uh, worth of crypto, like some of the, I think there was a case back in um, 2018 where a really popular YouTuber, basically he got hacked and he lost millions of dollars worth of crypto because he kept it on like an online uh, database. Mm. Um, so he made that mistake. You know, it's highly recommended that you use a hardware wallet uh, or if you do choose to leave it on an exchange, definitely activate two-factor authentication. That way there's you're adding a, you know, a second layer of security to your, to your account. You just reminded me, actually, the, I think we talked about them on the last podcast, the people that um, got caught for trying to like uh, sell like a $4 billion worth of uh, money that yeah. they'd stole, uh, crypto that they'd stolen. They stored all of their stuff in the cloud exactly. you know that's, on, that's on, a massive one on a laptop you know and that, i think that's how the fbi like you know got all the evidence they needed basically that's how they were able to seize the funds because the private keys right, okay. of over two thousand wallets or so were kept in an online database two thousand oh i guess that do they had those they'd hacked yeah. those from the exchange See, that's, that's another thing which actually reminds me don't keep all your coins in one wallet you know mm. uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket essentially use different wallets um, that's another way to like obfuscate or make it harder for hackers to access your funds. And when you say you have multiple, so you can have multiple addresses with, say, MetaMask, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and somebody can't necessarily connect those addresses together, I guess, unless you're sending, unless you're sending, sending currency between them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but even then, they couldn't really say, "Oh, this is definitely you." Or whatever. But yeah, so there well, are. Funny enough, when you do buy a hardware wallet, it comes with like a piece of paper that makes you write down all the all the words. Mm. And before the wallet is activated, you have to enter those words to make sure that you've written it down correctly before you can start using it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. So it's not. No, the problem's not solved in the way I'd like. It's not it to ideal. Be, yeah, but it's it's what we have at the moment. But hopefully, yeah. as you said, these these social wallets and um, these alternatives that are coming out could could take over soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we shut this podcast down, not forever, but until next week, um, just want to remind people that we're holding the workshop. Uh, on the 3rd of March, which is a Tuesday, not next Tuesday. Well, it depends when this podcast goes out, so I won't say that. But yeah, 3rd of March on a Tuesday. It'll probably be about 7, uh, 7 p.m. And as we said before, Cash will be sharing his strategy um, and one of the portfolio coins that we haven't talked about publicly before. And also, I've yeah, I've just been putting some material together for it. And um, Bitcoin is currently down... So basically, I'll just I'll leave, I'll finish the podcast with this teaser, which is since uh, you launched Crypto with Cash last March, um, the Crypto with Cash portfolio has outperformed Bitcoin six times over. Um, so I definitely think it's worth finding out how you did that cash, what magic so you did, yeah, <laughs> what magic you implemented to beat Bitcoin that that severely. Um, so th thank you for today chatting. Awesome. Thank you. And if anyone wants to like, subscribe, send us 
questions, comments. Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all flowers. <laughs> yeah, comments or flowers. Then we'll be more than happy to accept them. And yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And see you next time, Cash. See ya. Take care.